love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bob's Tavern Cast, live from Bob's Tavern. I am your bartender, Jay. And I am your bartender, Dave. And uh, Dawn's not here today. She had to take care of some stuff, but luckily there's not much news to talk about. So we're going to uh, make an announcement. We're going to thank our patrons and we're going to chat a little bit. And we thought we'd let y'all join in. So uh, let's start on all those roads and uh, make a toast to our patrons. Here's a toast to the patrons of the tavern who support our adventures <laughs> and right, drink so our mead. We, we get into just the normal, normal stuff. Uh, good news, everyone. Um, our very own Dave, aka Dr. Fish, has joined the Amber Flight Gaming family as player, personality, podcaster, content creator, tournament contributor and <laughs> all those things yeah so while many of you have come to to get to know him a little bit i, I wanted to take a, a little bit to just you know have him explain a little bit what he's going to be doing and ask questions and figure out a little bit more about my new teammate so let's start off with uh first dave what what made you want to join AFG. Um, so what made me want to join AF uh, Amber Flight Gaming was pretty much right around when Ashes of Outlands came out in about probably a little bit before, so like late March. Um, I was looking for some. I was just browsing streams. I saw that Dragon Rider was streaming, and I hadn't really been around all that much. Um, I popped in and I saw that you know she had her organization going, and I was looking. Uh, pretty much not too long after, um, and I was able to pretty much find a really nice Hearthstone family and the uh, Amber Flight Gaming members. Um, and especially because I was already break from speed running at the time, which is what I had mainly been doing for the past two and a half years of my life. Um, and I just wanted to join because everyone's really friendly. Um, really, uh a way to person also a way to uh start a semi-competitive hearthstone career for myself i've been able to do that through amber flight gaming with uh, team hearth legends as well as uh, obviously get to start one of my dreams and get to contribute to uh something yeah i mean a big part of that is you were already doing a lot with uh, the Amber Flight family, which, I mean, again, you're talking about THL or Team Hearth Legends, and, like, you were already on the team playing <laughs> before yeah. you were a member of the team. And I, I think it's interesting that our team has kind of grown very much out of the community that the team served. You know, I, I can remember talking with many of the team members even before there was ever interest in me joining on kind of working with the brand and stuff like that and it was cool to see uh similar to the vision that that don and some of the other creators had 
had was, you know, hey, we want to make sure that folks that can't invest 14 hours a day live streaming and practicing and doing things still have a space where they can take the the game somewhat seriously and and commit to it. And I think that there's a, a cool idea around that of that you don't have to be a full-time you know we hear that a lot you know people are like i want to be a full-time gamer and it's like do you really though like most people don't realize how much work is involved in full-time gaming i mean you got folks that are playing in like the overwatch league and stuff like that that they literally have to move in together and you're practicing eight hours a day you're going through video and strategy stuff like you're doing all of this crazy stuff that, you know, all the people that are watching on Twitch or on YouTube, all they see is you going up on stage and, you know, shooting at people. And I think that what AFG kind of gives, I mean, at least for me, speaking for myself, it gives me the ability to focus, you know, full time on my career, but still explore some of my passions as you know uh, i don't want to say like a part-time gamer but like a more than part-time gamer of like I, I, i'm not doing this for you know just uh for my casual let's play this at night it's like no i'm putting in hours and hours of the game but i don't have to necessarily sit there and like watch tape all day long trying to figure out what the best battlegrounds moves are and then also if i want to compete in a tournament or something like that you know, the the team has some funds, the team has the resources to where they can, you know, either sponsor one of us to go and, and participate, or they can just host the, the event themselves. And I, I think that's a really cool uh, plan that they have. But I'm talking way too much here. This isn't about me. This is about you. So uh, you mentioned getting away from uh, speed running as much as you do, but you're still competing in not just Hearthstone, but, you know, also in some of these other events. You were just in a, a tournament, right? So currently I'm in a, a speedrunning tournament for the game Diddy Kong Racing. It's a kart racing game. For, um, we're currently in the beginning stages. I, I was literally playing the first game of the entire tournament yesterday, uh, which would be uh, Halloween, uh, October 31st. Um, and so, yeah, I compete in Hearthstone, like for the, uh, team heart, our team hearth legends, uh, legacy series team. I also, um, I've also competed in multiple tournaments for various games in, in speed running. Um, and oh, I mean, it's just starting. Uh, and I had, you know, Dragon Rider Dawn was in the chat cheering for me. She probably didn't necessarily know what was going on, but uh, she was there supporting me. The the every I got I saw support on Twitter from. Really great to see. That's what. That's like just the amazing things that come from being, uh, just being able to be in Amberflight and just the amazing, in general that I even get to be in an organization. Yeah, and. I think that's kind of the coolest thing is, you know, we when we have these team meetings where we're like, hey, we're going to have someone new joining the team and this is kind of what they're all about. It It's it's a time to like be excited. Like no one here is like, oh, well, 
why do we need another team member? It's like, no, screw that. We, the more the merrier. Let's let's have fun with this. And I think that one of the things that's very interesting is that we're not just looking for Hearthstone players. I mean, again, I can't speak on behalf of the management team because that's not me, but it's it's interesting that you know, my role was not as, hey, we expect you to live stream, you know, we expect you to be playing like Hearthstone every day and all that stuff. Like, that was never the case. And it was, hey, what are your interests? What are the things that you're doing? And and how do you feel like being a part of the team can help, you know, not just the team, but also help you. And that's, that's really cool that, you know, we, you now have some support in, you know, Diddy Kong Racing, which, I mean, I don't know how many people are are aware, but there is an entire, like, sub-genre of tournament gaming that involves gaming that, like, games that have been around for quite a long time. And to me, those are the events that are actually a little bit more, I guess, harder to field. Because, you, you know, when you're doing a tournament for... Diddy Kong Racing, or, you know, one that I keep up with, the classic Tetris, you know, world classic Tetris, you know, org is, it's it's one of those things that if you want to participate, it's expensive because there's not a lot of events happening. I mean, right now there's no events happening in public, but, you know, when those events are happening, it's like you have to have your... You have to have your own system. Usually emulators are not allowed. And then you have to like travel to these places where, you know, classic Tetris, there are seven, I think they're like seven major events. So you have, you know, hey, I'm in New York one week and then a month later you have to go to like Cologne and then another month later you have to go to Japan. And it's like, it's expensive. Like for, for playing oh, video yeah. games, it's expensive. So if you don't have to come out of pocket, nope. you know, for some of that, or if you have an organization behind you that can help, that really does do a lot. So yeah. I, I, I guess the, the next question that I would have for you is how does this affect like your overall plans? Cause I mean, again, we haven't really gotten to chat since you joined the team, but I know like you're still you're doing school, you're you're streaming, you're playing both Hearthstone and you're doing some of the like time trials and stuff like that. But how does how does being an AFG fit with the overall plan that is like the Dr. Fish like empire? So I think the way it affects it is it it has kept me motivated to keep wanting to get better at Hearthstone. Um, and to help and, and to become a better player alongside with the other AFG Hearthstone players, like a so, alongside Deji Boston, alongside Christine, alongside Atachi. Pl- like, we have some incredible players, and I'm just like Mika far better than me at my current at my current status. But I want to learn from them, especially with playing and being able to compete in in THL or wherever else aspirant. Uh, there's other places where our players compete. And for speedrunning, I think it's just a really cool thing to have an organization uh, supporting me uh, if I do do to- if I do participate in tournaments and um, or am able to go to a marathon. Games done quick. If I was to ever someday get into that, 
uh, that'd be something that, you know, organization can get behind with that, hopefully. Um, and, you know, most of the tournaments I do are all online and completely free. So, but if I ever wanted to go to try and make an in-person event, that'd be really cool. Um, one day. So I, I guess the last question before we, we jump into uh, the little bit of, of Hearthstone battle groundage that we can talk about sure. is what what is next? Like, what, is, what are your plans? I know you're in this event currently, uh, but what, what do you got going on in the world of uh, Amber Flight Gaming? Um, so we're looking to... We're looking to see what team we're going to be fielding for the next season of Legacy Series. Um, Neji Boston and I are maybe. Oh, I'm looking to. I'm joining. I've joined a Battleground Series team with Itachi, um, and a couple of other players. One of them being our good friend Sway Bay. Uh, The three of us are on. Shout out to Sway. Yeah, shout out to Sway. Yeah, she's one of my Battleground Series. Um. And then shout out to other, I mean, most of the people in Amber Flight are playing on one team or the other. It's just we all <laughs> decided at different times to join. So we didn't actually get to make our own team together. But. Oh, man. Going into Battlegrounds, going into a different format in, Hero, in Last Hero Standing, um, as well as um, eventually going back to my main speedrun game and just starting to grind that out. Uh, that's kind of what's coming next. Very cool. Well, let's, uh, once again, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, you know, being on the team for continuing to, to just grow the, the overall brand. Cause I know with team members like you, it's like, it makes my job easier. Cause you know, I don't have to work as hard to let people know what we're doing. Cause there's so many people doing stuff that it becomes easier. Uh, but yeah, yeah th- thanks a ton for, you know, the quick interview. It was kind of on the spot. No you didn't know it was coming. And, nope. you know, I'm I'm just glad that we're able to have folks like you and, and the other teammates around that are so passionate about the games that they are playing, whether they are Hearthstone or, or anything else. So, yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, let's take this moment to... Uh, jump into the battlegrounds conversation so sure what have you been seeing in uh in bob's tavern lately um i i haven't played a whole lot this week um from what i'm seeing i i i don't know i feel like a bunch of different things are kind of working in the early to mid game i i don't really have like game. i did get one game to the late game um, and I mean, I, I got destroyed by poison. I, I'm pretty sure that game, I just got wrecked by someone having like four poison minions. Um, and I just wasn't quite to that late bit as them in that late game. And I got, I got, went from 28 and I got hit for 29 in a turn and it was, mm. and my round was over. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's interesting that. I mentioned that maybe Poison Murlocs needed a comeback. And I see people just trying to force the idea much too hard. Which maybe, hey, maybe that means we have a lot more people than I thought listening to the show. But, yeah, it is 
It is absolutely ridiculous how many, how many like Murloc games we've run into, and and I will say that it, it is still very much an elemental, it is like environment. It's yeah. just more people. More people are just trying to build to counter elementals than they are actually trying to uh, form a board with a solid you know, game, like, I guess, strategy. Their strategy is just, like, poison Murloc, so I win. And the thing the thing that I've kind of noticed is I actually win more because more people are fighting for Murlocs. And, and again, it's, it's the same problem that we've had time and time again, where when there is a clear way to do something everybody tries to force it and then when everybody tries to force it it's the weakest because it can't you can't fully field your entire plan so it's like yeah. when everybody's looking for talk spins when everybody's looking for you know um uh what is that stupid or like amalgadons and things Amalgadons, like that yeah yeah like you can't you can't get them so I'm like you might get one and one can do a little bit of damage but it's not going to do enough so then you know, I'm over here doing like these crazy like death rattle mech comps that just have like give everything divine shield and then just blast yeah. through everyone and win because mm-hmm. yeah, if you you can't kill something with divine shield with poison and then your nope. poison minion dies and then it's like, well, I win. Good job. And then yeah. it frees the board up for poison murlocs at the very end. So when there's two or three of us left, then I can go poison murlocs. Yeah, that's that's the type of gameplay that I think I need to get better at, which is pretty much just like if I am noticing a trend with what people are doing, I can either like when everybody's thing, there's never enough of that, of that tribe to, for everybody to succeed. Um, so one of two things can happen. If you're, if you also just happen to be giving, be given what that specific thing that people I hit a stop someone's going to either someone's going to die and you're going to be able to kind of pick up from them or you're going to die yeah, exactly. or you have to, or you have to find a pivot. And if you pivot too late, it's, it's too, it's, you're not going to get anywhere anyways. It, this is, it feels like such a finicky kind of meta, especially if people are all, you know, if, if people are trying right now, while elementals are still not rotating, which I don't know when they're actually going to start rotating, probably in a couple of weeks at most they'll start um, maybe with the new expansion. People are now okay. We gotta get, gotta find poison. We gotta kill these big elementals because, you know, if they're going for that, they're probably not gonna have a lot of divine shields, and so you're gonna be able to pop through their big minions, like you said. Um, but then I, I've, I've even thought that death rattle mechs are just sometimes, sometimes just fine, even though they're very weird, even though like, they kind of are in a weird spot. Like you said, I mean, you put divine shield on everything, poisons don't kill. Yeah, and I mean, I will say that half the half of the game is getting your board to survive yeah. the stage of the game that you're in, and and we've talked about that a lot with mm-hmm. Murloc or with like Murlocs being high, very 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 weak in yeah. the early, like stronger in the early game because of tokens, so you can just kind of outnumber them, mm-hmm. but then falling off really hard in the mid game, and yeah. then coming back super strong in like the very 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 late game 
So it's almost like this idea of you start out with like a Murloc or two, then you have this kind of mid-game survival strategy that just keeps your health high enough. Honestly, that's how I've won, or at yeah. least top four in many of the games that I've I have is that I'm not taking a lot of damage in the mid-game. So when I do start taking damage, I'm taking it from like 36 or 30, you know, 34 yeah. points of health. So then I have plenty of space to to get chipped on while everyone else is getting annihilated. Oh, and yeah. I mean, sure, at the end of it, it's like my last round, I might have six or, you know, six or less health, but I'm still in the game while everyone else is dead. So it's like I can almost guarantee a top four just by saying I'm going to play, you know, early game, take what's big, take what's multiple and just have board advantage. Mid game, take what's being given to you at the best of your ability and then late game transition what is on your board to whatever the strongest thing that you can combine out of it. And if you've done that, you're going to guarantee yourself a top four, but you can often have a built-in synergy that you can quickly adapt to 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 just win the game. Yeah. I mean, that said, it's all with like a grain of salt. If you get hit for 40 points, you get hit for 40 points and you're dead. I mean, no one, the only character that survives that is patchwork, so. Exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. What have you seen not working? <laughs> um, dragons. Tra- transitioning my. So here's what I'll say for dragons. my I've had some good early and mid game dragon games, and then I'll get to that point and I make those important triples, and I just get nothing. I'm not get. I got Nadina once, but I didn't want. I didn't need Nadina because my dragons were t- working. Mm-hmm. And I then I I got two triples and I got zero Caligos, like and then I just from that point I'm like well I have to stick with as much as I can here and hope, just hope that I find something that's good like a like a razor. To and I didn't and it just fell flat. I mean obviously that's kind of what the knock is on dragons is you can't transition, like you can get some decent mid game stuff, but if you don't build like a synergistic comp that's gonna work with without a caligus like you got to build some other comp if you're gonna not get that triple into caligus or just get it find it by leveling to six which at that point it's too late yeah it's i would say dragons if i I think caligus is definitely too late in the game like i haven't seen very many caligus at all but I will say that, like, I've seen some good, like, Nadina strategies that work <laughs> really well. Um, okay. Usually it's having two Nadinas. Uh, oh, you have one. One at the front, one at the back. Yeah, well, one at the front, one in the middle. One in the middle. Uh, okay. Yeah, that way, you know, you're taking a couple of hits and then you're just refreshing what has already been hit. Okay. Um, and that's even kind of twitchy because if if you hit the wrong things then Mm -hmm. your stuff's you're just kind of wasting a spot but uh having that with with some of the dragons like dragon comps that are available you Mm -hmm. can just if you can set them up early in the mid game you wind up having something strong enough to kind of help you get into late game 
And at that point, it's more of just what's not being played versus what is. Like, if you've got yeah. some insane, you know, if you got some insane elemental thing going around, you're you're just not going to win with dragons. But if, no. you know, if murlocs are kind of leading or, you know, somehow magically mechs or demons, you do have a chance or a better mm-hmm. chance to go in and actually yeah. do some damage on them. Definitely. I think that game... I failed to look. For, I failed to like really look for, it. especially within Adina. Dragon and Enforcer is really good. Um, I think what really killed me was one turn they had a they had like a three attack mid a three attack taunt, so my Nadina never died. Mm. And by and then once Nadina didn't die, start all died before they could get uh, Divine Shield. But even then, I still feel like I could have built the comp better. I wish I could like remember it offhand what i had i had a buffed up uh glyph guardian that was a that i tripled so i was like all right this guy's gonna be pretty good but it doesn't necessarily matter when everything else dies yeah and and i mean of course we're not yeah we're not ever going to have a strategy that works 100 percent of the time Nope. I mean, they never. got rid of Pogo Hopper, so yeah, they did. That kind of, kind of did that in for us because I mean, yeah. you could you could set up a Pogo Hopper comp so that it always worked, but I wouldn't yeah. expect anything like that in the near future. They're really trying to keep uh, keep that from working, but yeah, honestly, I'm I'm feeling a little bit better about how the meta looks. I am too. I'm still a little bullish on the idea that they have two. Like, I still think they have too many heroes at the moment they need to reduce that but at the same time i will say that now that people aren't just like forcing elementals you have more opportunities to kind of take advantage of some of the other heroes have there been any heroes that you've been playing lately that you know are outside of the usual that seem to be working pretty well um Really, I I've only I played a game of Zephyrs, and I did okay. I I don't I don't necessarily I don't know I don't know if people are still playing Zephyrs wrong, Zephyrs wrong or if Zephyrs just that good. Um, I mean, here I usually have enjoyed, um, like I've traditionally kind of enjoyed. Like Alex actually is in tier two. Somehow is in tier two. Um I've I've also kind of like Jaraxis, but I mean I haven't really got to play them lately. Like I'm more just been picking like Reno for fun and picking Oz in a game. I like not like I don't know. There's a lot of I haven't really had like amazing success with heroes that aren't really like tier two or or better. Like, if they're tier 2 or better, I'll usually have a decent result. It's kind of a struggle. Yeah, it's... I know we were we were saying last week that we I thought that people were playing Zephyrus wrong. I think that's still the case, but I do think that there is... Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. Like, I think that people are playing it wrong, but I think that it also does need help. I think if they made it a three, like, if they made it three, 
that would be better. Yeah. I wonder if you do that though, do you have to go and fix um I can't remember his name now. <laughs> the um, the hero that makes one minion gold. Oh, Reno. Yeah, Reno. I was like, I know the name, but I just can't it like left me immediately. I don't know. I mean he's it costs zero, so I think that's kind of the yeah. thing where it's like make one for I can't I don't think that you can have a good Zephyrus and have Reno yeah. still in the game because they do kind of overlap. And and they I do. don't think there's anything wrong with taking heroes out temporarily just to keep the game kind of yeah. balanced. I mean, I think that you can you can take out heroes that kind of have similar um, hero powers and make yeah. slight modifications to the to other hero powers so that that hero still kind of feels like it's around because yeah. to me it was like you can pay three gold and basically have Reno's hero power three times. I would much rather have that than to yeah. be able to use Reno's hero power once. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I mean, that's why they removed Bartendotron. Yeah. Like, uh, when Cora put out her thing, she's just like Bartendotron is like, it's pretty much super similar to to Omu, and so we've decided to remove the character. I mean, I feel like, um, I think the I think with removing Reno is he's got a high pick rate. He's got a sixty eight percent pick rate, like when he's offered. So people are playing him a lot, and so I feel like people wouldn't necessarily like a popular being yoinked out of the pool. Because it's very similar to the new one. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I see. I don't know. Point. That's that's kind of a. I don't. I don't want to say that it's like, hey, if you don't do this, yeah. then you know the game's gonna be bad. It's just like, yeah, I agree. Like Bartendotron was the was the worst version of Omu. So it's like, and then you also have other heroes that play around with reducing the cost of your tavern tier. And it's like when you have that, when you have three different heroes that all reduce the tavern tier in some way, shape or form, or it's like, just, just get rid of some, get rid of some of that confusion and complexity and, and just make it one option. And, and I do think that there are going to be times where the meta fits one variant of that mm-hmm. better than others. And that's yeah. where I think, again, if you take something out and you can go, all right, well, right now we're really wanting to push playing this type, these types of minions. And I don't know if anything is going to change in the next patch for battlegrounds. Cause again, I don't know what, what they can do other than add new minions and change how certain archetypes, cough, cough demons would yeah. be played. But if they do, if they change how demons would be played, maybe you take out some of those demon heroes and you replace them with different ones. You take out Draxus, you take out Lich Bazal, you take out Patchwork, and you say, hey, now demons are going to take damage from, you know, your allies and use that to buff, you know, other heroes or buff, you know, the other minions. So it's like maybe you have... George be broken, you know, at that point, because it's like, okay, if I can give a minion divine shield and it says 
you know, deal five permanent damage to a minion, but that minion has divine shield, no damage was dealt. Yeah. So it's like you could do some goofy stuff like that. But I mean, again, until we see what they're doing, we can't really make any good guesses as to how they would best work with what they have. It's just, you know, for us, it's we're just guessing and we're just waiting to see. But at the same time, it's like we want to make sure that what is available feels right and that we're giving people the best advice on how to deal with what is out there. And I mean, right now, right now it's just like find a way to survive. Once you've survived, get Murlocs with divine shield and poison and then win the game. Yeah, essentially. Or you're the one who gets the big elemental comp. Yeah, definitely. Well, cool. I mean, this we're allowed to have quick episodes, and this is definitely oh, a quick yeah. one. But like I said, there's not really much going on. I'm just glad, again, that we have a, a great new team member. For those that don't remember, like, Bob's Tavern is an Amber Flight production. Like, it, we don't really talk about it too much, but a lot of the work and effort and promotion of the podcast goes in from Amber Flight Gaming. And if you're interested in seeing what you know, what everybody's up to, just be on the lookout on Twitter. Um, I'm now I got to actually go on Twitter and remember what the actual Twitter handle is. Cause I want to say it's a flight gaming, but I could be wrong. It is a flight gaming. Yeah. All right. So yeah, a flight gaming, go there and just see what we're up to. See all the events. Uh, we're about to celebrate our first year as a team, which is going to be super awesome. I know that there's a couple of things in the works around that, but we can't, we're not ready to reveal anything just yet, but just know, be on the lookout for that. Uh, yeah, Don's not here again, but you can keep up with what she's doing on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And then, of course, you can follow uh, her on Twitch as well at Dragon Rider DK. And if you want to catch up with me, you can follow me on Twitter at K-J-A-Y Miller. Um, I, and then my website, kjymiller.com. I, I just announced kind of some big stuff and then I'm going to be working on some other big stuff. So if you're following me, that's where to, to learn more about that. What about you, Dave? All right. You can find me on Twitter and see what I'm doing at Dr. Fee. T-O-R-F-E-E-S-H. You can pretty, I'll pretty much just, um, mainly be retweeting a lot of stuff from Amber Flight. Uh, so you'll also be able to see what's going on there on my feed as well as, uh, anything that I'm is for Diddy Kong racing and anything I'm doing with Hearthstone. Um, and then I stream on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Dr. Feesh as well. Very awesome. Very awesome. And of course you can keep up with the podcast itself over at Bob's Tavern HS and, you can find this episode and more at podcast.bobstavern.pub. Or actually, I think just bobstavern.pub. Either one works, really. So, yeah, bobstavern.pub plus other ones. That's where to find us. But that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Thank you to my co-host and featured uh, bartender, uh, the one... Dave, Dr. Fish, not Derek, because those that listen to the show, 
those who are patrons will know why that's funny, but it, it is. But uh, yeah, speaking of patrons and speaking of the other things that we normally talk about, if you want to chat with us, you can do so. There will be a link to our Discord, our free Discord, in the show notes. And then, of course, if you want to help keep the show running, you can do so by becoming a patron over at patreon.bobstavern.pub. Any amount helps and any little thing helps the money doesn't go in our pockets it goes back right into the show it allows us to get you know pay for hosting and all those things so that's gonna do it for this week thank you so much dave for for being my guest and you know this is your show too so thank you for being an awesome host and yeah cheers dave aka dr fish aka the latest member of amber flight gaming and now that you've had your drinks it's time to leave because the tavern's closed, everybody. <laughs> oh, sorry. Get out. Oh, I, I set you up to <laughs> say get out, one. but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're ah. fine. Welcome back, Casino. Now, nobody this time. Please leave your weapons outside, Hawkeye. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dark corner is ready for brooding. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads? You are a diamond in the rough, Always a pleasure.